Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and patriots of all ages, welcome to the midweek edition of In Black and Right. We are the new definition of color commentary, and I am Jerry Brooks, your host, tour guide through the alternate universe of Joe Biden's America, and today, probably more than ever, I'm going to be the baby-faced assassin for all things conservative fighting for freedom, free speech, and every other freedom that our beloved Constitution has uh, afforded us. Now, today, uh, it's going to be more in black and rant rather than in black and right because, ladies and gentlemen, I am not a happy man. And before I get into the reasons why, uh, just let me let you know that if you have questions, comments, or anything, you can contact us by email at inblackandright at gmail.com or if you want to check out our website, inblackandright.net. Also, our audio podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. And also, we are on all kinds of social media platforms Facebook, Instagram, Getter. And now, True Patriot Network, uh, which is a great Florida-based uh, free speech uh, media platform, just kind of in its infancy, but I kind of like it. But now, today, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm going to put out right now a warning. It could, the, it could get a little spicy today. It could get very spicy, and if so... I just want to at least let you know in advance because otherwise some people are going to be like, well, what? That doesn't sound very nice. And very, very. It's a, uh, no, I'm not into it because this is an important issue. Yesterday, the United States Senate in the most idiotic move I have seen in all the years I've been in media and in politics just absolutely blows my mind. Now, it's bad enough when the Democrats, who are right now probably the most dysfunctional mess that they've ever been in, and it's awful, a year and a half of their foolishness under Biden, the lies, everything they've touched has turned to absolute crap, the economy, the stock market, foreign relations, leaving American citizens behind in Afghanistan. And I haven't forgotten that one either. A border that has more holes in it than Swiss cheese. And yet here comes another invasion coming this way. We have rampant crime in America's biggest cities. You have George Soros bought and paid for prosecutors who are about as worthless as a $3 bill when it comes to stopping violent crime. I mean, the list goes on and on, which is now setting up November 8th as a day that will make and change history. 
with a huge, gigantic, massive red tsunami across the country. Some people, some political pundits have said it could be a devastating loss of 20 seats for uh, Democrats. Could be as many as 80. We won't know until Election Day, but in other words, the, well, the majority is essentially going to shift from blue to red. But here's the problem. With the story yesterday that Republicans and this bipartisan nonsense, and this is a story from Breitbart, the Senate unveils language on gun control deal, expands background checks, expands prohibited purchasers. And some of the things that are in this mess, I mean, my gosh, I don't even know what to do when I see some of this foolishness. I mean, yes, one of the things that really fries me about this is the loophole, the, the loophole well, the boyfriend loophole, apparently closes, that closes, Democrats have been arguing that one, forever in a dog's age but the fact that this legislation contains financial incentives for states that agree to adopt red flag laws now that one absolutely just blows my mind and it and it's really really scary using federal money to bribe states to restrict the Second Amendment rights of legal gun owners. That, that right there is pretty sick. Now, of the 10 Senate Republicans uh, who decided to throw y'all under the bus along with your Second Amendment rights and put them in a meat grinder, Senator John Cornyn, Texas, who at Mitch McConnell's behest went and made a deal with the Democrats on this. And believe me, the man got no love when he went to speak at the Texas State GOP convention in Houston. He was booed. And I mean booed. Big time. And to my dear friends in the Lone Star State, as I'm coming first week of August. I'm coming for CPAC Texas. And I'll tell you, John Cornyn better not show up. He better not show up because I'll tell you what. He, if he thought what he got at the Texas State GOP convention was bad, do it to the folks at CPAC who will really turn on you. And to the state of Texas and its political leadership, uh, if you're looking, now is the time to really plan to primary Senator Cornyn because he's up for re-election in 2024. So that's pretty bad. And, and it's really surprising to me that Texans, as much, and I love them, it's a great place, but you voted for this guy. I mean, think about it. I think you could definitely use some serious uh, new leadership. Another senator, Tom Tillis, my, from my beloved home state of North Carolina. My Lord, Tar Heels, are you kidding? I'm like, what is it with this dude? Now, I mean, I don't know when he's up for re-election next, but I sincerely hope the North Carolina GOP 
will remember this because a lot of the folks I know back in my home state are law-abiding gun owners. This is not going to go well uh, for you, Senator Tillis, because you got a lot of explaining to do to my beloved Tar Heels, to your citizens, your people, your constituents who put you into office. You got a hell of a lot of explaining to do, buddy. Now, next on the uh, list of the swamp creatures and useful idiots for Satan, Senator Roy Blunt of Missouri. Now, Blunt is retiring from the Senate, so he's not going to have to deal with any potential uh, backlash. But uh, he's given you, the people, my friends in the wonderful Shoney State, uh, a one last screw you before he leaves office. Now, from what I understand, the state of Missouri is a constitutional carry state. So, uh, this isn't going to bode well at all. Not at all. So, pretty much Roy Blunt told the people of Missouri, hey, love you, but I don't love you. So, if you're a gun owner, well, you got problems. You're going to have to deal with it. Now, next, on the dirty, well, it's not the dirty dozen, but anyway, um, Rob Portman of Ohio, another senator uh, who looks to be, uh, he's going to be gone. And so, yeah, it's just crazy. I don't know what's going on with the Buckeye State, but Portman is no help. He is absolutely positively no help on this. And so, yeah, he's pretty much uh, the, yeah, I think he might be channeling John Kasich, who used to be a conservative, but now he's a full-on mess. So I don't know what's going on with, uh, with Senator Portman, but yeah, you're done, buddy. Uh, Richard Burr, the other senator from my beloved home state of North Carolina, uh, he too is retiring this year. And he's apparently gotten a whole bunch of money from the NRA. And I'm going, I'm sorry, WTF to the NRA. I mean, I'm sorry, Wayne LaPierre, dude, you need to take a really darn good look before 2024 of who you're going to be giving money to. I mean, this is just ridiculous. I'm, I'm like, these are supposedly Republicans. They're supposed to be pro-Second Amendment. Your organization has given them all kinds of high ratings. But no, these people have just taken the Second Amendment rights of the people of their states and thrown them under the bus. Now, of course, what list of rhinos and swamp rats would be complete without Mitt the Twit Romney? from Utah. Oh yeah, he too has gotten an awful lot of money and donations from the NRA PAC, but unfortunately, Mitt, uh, you've once again uh, screwed yourself uh, big time because it's already bad enough. You've got problems with the Utah GOP. They boo you just like they booed John Cornyn in Texas. 
and you're up for re-election in 2024, and I'm sure the Utah GOP is going to be having a lovely time uh, finding a primary challenger for you if you're silly enough to run for re-election. Uh, next on the list, Bill Cassidy, Louisiana. Oh, baby. Yes, he's a, he's a never-Trumper. He is n doesn't have nearly the sense nor the charisma of his fellow Louisianan, John Kennedy, who is a total kick in the pants. I love John Kennedy. I mean, he makes sense in his own sort of Louisiana style. Uh, Cassidy, yeah, you're nuts and you're messed up. And to do it to a state like Louisiana, even though it's got a Democrat governor, there's a whole lot of folks in, in that state, from Nolens all the way up to Shreveport and other places in between who, who like their guns. And frankly, you didn't help them and did them any favors. Uh, Susan Collins of Maine, yay, okay, whatever. I mean, she's been a mess forever in a dog's age and can't seem to get anything right. I mean, unless somebody really gives it to her hard. Now, here's the one that blows my mind. Lindsey Graham, South Carolina. I have a lot of friends in the Palmetto State. Remember, guys, you voted for this guy. Remember, folks, he is the, this man, even though... He was supposedly a Trump ally, but this man has done more twisting and contorting. I mean, could give a contortionist a run for their money on issues. This is just crazy. It is just crazy to see that Lindsey Graham, who is a former JAG, and yet he's doing this in a state that has very strong Second Amendment. Uh, and it's a very red state. I mean, a very red state. But to, to South Carolina, yep, Lindsey Graham just threw you under the bus too. And remember that next time if he wants to run for re-election. Now, Pat, Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania. Not a, not a red state to be sure, but the fact that he's pretty much a never-Trumper. And he knew darn good and well he wasn't going to get Trump's endorsement uh, for a re-election. So now he's decided to retire. And that's why they're duking it out right now in Pennsylvania between Dr. Oz and uh, Fetterman. I do believe who's the lieutenant governor. So yeah, this is going to be really fun. These are the 10 who essentially said, you know, to their states, their respective states, uh, nope, sorry, we don't care, you're done. Now, of course, now that they've signed, those 10 have signed off on the framework of the legislation, now you have to add a few more to the list of serious goofballs, the swamp creatures, uh, you know, the Judases of the Republican Party. Now, this is fascinating to me. Now, yes, the 10 who betrayed the country, and then you add four more of these group, four more of these swamp rats who advanced the bill yesterday for a vote on the Senate floor. Now, 
this some of this is just really I, i'm going what this makes no sense to me now of course here come the other four senators who voted with the other 10 who took your who's now are taking your second amendment rights throwing them under the bus and into a meat grinder now one of them is johnny ernst of iowa now keep in mind these are red state republicans johnny ernst iowa the heartland of the country i mean it's amazing i mean trump won it by 10 points and she just threw it under the bus todd young of indiana he too you know red state whatever and yeah he t and for my friends in indiana remember you voted for this dude uh shelly moore capito west virginia oh my gosh as red as red gets lisa murkowski well she's a mess but hey it's okay i mean she you know these are all these four are all from red states and this just blows my mind it just totally blows my mind that these 14 people have all turned into swamp rats they have decided to take all of you who are legal gun owners who are responsible in practicing the second amendment and said a collective screw you screw you we don't care about you we want to be loved by the media we want to be seen as doing something because all these goofy folks these anti-gun zealots who are running on pure emotion pure adrenaline and not using hardly any thought powder thought power where is the gray matter where is the actual thinking because i'll tell you you want to talk about something that's really messed up no this is how out of touch the senate republicans have become and they they betrayed their base now in a very recent poll by scott rasmussen one of the best pollsters in the country the top issues for likely voters not just registered voters, but likely voters in the entire u.s for the midterms issue one rising gas prices 92 percent of people in the rasmussen's poll said they were very they were concerned or very concerned two inflation 91 percent of people are concerned now this is not just this is not republicans not just republicans not just democrats but it's a mix of democrats republicans independents so it's a pretty good sampling uh the economy number three on the list 89 percent concerned violent crime 80 let's see what yeah 88 percent concerned on that let's see election integrity 83 percent concerned so it's not just republicans or trump supporters or MAGA folks it's everybody because you're not going to get any kind of decent government unless you have elections that are fair 
they are transparent, and there is, you know, there's none of the shenanigans going on. So election integrity is a big issue, big issue. Uh, school issues, anything that's education related, CRT, gender ideology, all the grooming, the forced mask mandates, the forced vaccinations, anything that's related to schools, that's a big one. 76% concerned about that. And that's across the entire political spectrum, folks. It is. Now, let's see. Election cheating, which very much like election integrity, 75% concerned. Wow, that's pretty amazing. And illegal immigration, which is really going to hit us come this summer when the invasion uh, comes through the southern border. 66% of people concerned about that. So you've got issues along a lot of lines. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, where is gun control on that? It didn't even make the top 10. Abortion never even made the top 10 in this Rasmussen survey, which was released yesterday, June 21st. So what the Sam hell are Senate Republicans, and a lot of them are from red states, doing taking your Second Amendment rights, my Second Amendment rights, and trashing them in such a way that's just absolutely twisted. I mean, and this whole thing, this whole stinking mess got started because of Yavalde, Texas, and that massacre. Oh my goodness. Now, you want to talk about red flag laws. And I want to get to something that about Uvalde because there is more information about this coming out so amazingly fast. It's frightening to see what actually happened. And frankly, it's a, it's a mind blower. Now, in this bill, the one thing I did speak of earlier is the whole thing with uh, red flag laws. Now, in this bill, there is a provision that allows $750 million dollars $750 million in a, in a time when we've got out-of-control spending and deficits and all that. It's just crazy. Now, if it was just for school security and hardening of schools and to not make them soft targets, I could actually appreciate that and just leave that as a separate thing not included in this gobbledygook and mess. But unfortunately, nope, 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 nope. We just got to spend, spend, spend. Got to spend, spend, spend. Because drunken sailors need to be outdone by politicians. And to spend like a drunken sailor really is an, is an insult to drunken sailors everywhere. But $750 million dollars in this bill is to go not just for you know school safety hardening schools as a target yes mental health yes i can go for that i can agree with that 
But when you throw in the whole thing with red flag laws and trying to uh, states have to say, okay, we'll take this federal money, but you have to come up with red flag laws. Mm -mm. Eh. Sorry, folks. That's again on the thoroughly messed up scale. Absolutely messed up. Because, I mean, there are states already that have red flag laws, including Florida. And did it stop anything? New York State has one. Did it stop the shooter in Buffalo at the supermarket there? No. Didn't do squat. You know, and Florida's got one. And, and I really would love to talk to Rick Scott on this one. I mean, you've got, uh, yes, Parkland happened. But Parkland was also part of what happened in Parkland also to a degree happened in Uvalde. And I, and I promise I will get to that uh, all, as what's going on there. So, no, I'm not going to be nice about this. Red flag laws are nothing more than a constitutional civil liberties train wreck that just is looking for a place to happen because a lot of red flag laws involve messing around with the second the fourth and the fifth amendment when it comes to illegal search and seizure due process everything so no it sound red flag laws sound great but most americans don't think this through they just don't and i'm sorry it's just you know, because everybody's so hyped up, so emotional. It's like, yeah, we need to do something. We need to do something. We need to do something. When doing something just for the sake of doing something leads to a mess like this. And once again, proves the point. Just to do something. Oh, we have to do something. We have to do something. You know, I'm like, do what? The people who scream that, do what? What do you want to do that's not going to mess around with anybody's legal Second Amendment rights? Law-abiding citizens who own guns. What are you going to do? What do you want to do that's not going to infringe? You know, and if you actually ask them to think about stuff like this, they get flummoxed because they're so they're riding on the emotion of this whole thing and they're mad and they're angry and hey I'm angry too I'm very angry but am I just going to say well we just got to do something big deal what do you want to do don't just stop there if you're going to say something like that come on think a little I mean good grief I mean I know there are even some people in the faith community who kind of get all yeah I was like it is not the time to get squishy, folks. It is definitely not the time to get squishy. We not only have domestic terrorists going after and even trying to assassinate Supreme Court justices, we've got church shootings too in the most unlikely places. Alabama, outside of Birmingham. Someone died. There were three people who were hurt. One died and a 70-year-old man 70-something-year-old man had to stop the shooter. God bless him. 
we've had another church shooting in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Hey, Johnny Ernst, hello. Uh, wake up, darling. And that's your state, dear. Church shooting where people died there. So, no, this is foolishness. Churches are soft targets, but some of them, praise God, are learning to harden their targets and having people there who can stop potential problems. Yay, happy. I mean, I'm glad for that. I mean, I used to do it myself at one point. But, hey, folks, you know, so this is just ridiculous about what's going on with this. And on top of that, I mean, just to, just to show you how crazy this whole red flag thing is. Now, the Trafalgar Group, who are some very good pollsters, they did a very recent poll about red flag laws. Now, their question was simply this. Do you believe that the quote-unquote red flag gun control laws designed to temporarily take guns away from individuals has the potential to be abused by local authorities and government officials to disarm their political opponents and or citizens who disagree with them. Now, they took this as a combination of Democrat, Republican, and independents. Now, interestingly enough, combined all together, 47% of people in the survey said yes, that government officials and authorities could easily take red flag laws and abuse them. 47% total. Now, 30 31% said no. Now, breaking this down, now Democrats, in an unsurprising result, when asked the exact same question, they 53% said no, that people wouldn't do that. I'm like, okay. 16%, 16.5% said yes. So I'm thinking, hmm, all right, this is interesting. 30% said they weren't sure. Now, break it down again by Republicans. The exact same question, the exact same wording. 72% of Republicans in the very same survey said, oh yeah, they would. They totally do not trust this. And frankly, I think they have a point. Because human nature, left to its own devices, is never benevolent. Never. It's very self-centered, incredibly selfish. Because once you get hooked on power, it's more, it's more addictive than crack, meth, and fentanyl combined. So now what's interesting though, the last part of this, now this is the part that always fascinates me, are independence. Now independence in this very same survey asked the exact same question, 52% said they said yes to the question that yet they could be easily abused by government and authorities. 52%. Now that tells me a lot. Not the Republican, not the Democrat, but the independents. What they say really makes me just curious more than anything. Because already, 
the the Democrats, I mean, Biden approval rating is in the 30s. It's even worse with Hispanics. They're in the 20s, low to mid 20s. Young voters absolutely are not buying it. They're hating it. Approval rating for Biden amongst voters under the age of 30, they're in the 20%. And it's even worse with independents. In some polls, independents, with independents, Biden's approval rating doesn't even reach 20%. So yes, Biden is on the ropes. The Democrats are on the ropes. They are about to get severely nuked come November. And what do these useful idiots for Satan, known as Senate Republicans, do? But throw them a potential lifeline and a victory that's really scary because they're going to go after your guns. <clears throat> Excuse me. President Trump said it, and Trump was right. He was absolutely right. Now, for those, especially you weak, woke Christians, I don't want to hear from you because you were warned. And frankly, you screwed the pooch so bad you made a dog breeder cry on so many fronts, I can't even go into it right now. I, I just can't. But what really frightens me is now that this whole thing was started by the whole mess in Uvalde, Uvalde, Texas at Robb Elementary, this just blows my mind. And this is from the post-millennial. Now, the mayor of Uvalde is trying to, he's defending the police response to the Uvalde massacre. Now, I don't blame I don't blame the mayor. I mean, he doesn't want to be seen throwing his school police chief under the bus. But the problem is, the sad, the sad important part is, there was no toxic masculinity. And the incident commander, which happened to be at that time, because I, I learned this protocol years ago, that the school police chief was the incident commander on the scene. And he cared more about the lives of the officers rather than the lives of the kids. And that, to me, is moral cowardice. Now, I'm sorry if this upsets some of y'all. I really am. Because I try. I really, really try to be supportive of law enforcement. But when I see a screw-up of this magnitude, given the things that I've seen and I've learned over the last few days that there were officers there in the hallway with guns drawn, with ballistic shields. They could have easily taken out the shooter, but they were told to stand down and stay back. And frankly, oh my gosh, it was just blown. It was a mind blower. Now, I want to just play a little bit from a special session, as well, a special committee of the Texas State Senate. The person you're going to be hearing from is the director of the Texas Department of Public Safety. And, and is, the guy's name is Steve McCraw. And he spoke to the Texas State Senate on this issue 
but oh mercy, hold on to your socks for this one. Compelling evidence that the law enforcement response to the attack at Robb Elementary was an abject failure and antithetical to everything we've learned over the last two decades since the Columbine massacre. Three minutes after the subject entered the West Building, there was sufficient number of armed officers wearing body armor to isolate, distract, and neutralize the subject. The only thing stopping a hallway of dedicated officers from entering room 111 and 112 was the on-scene commander, who decided to place the lives of officers before the lives of children. The officers had weapons, the children had none. The officers had body armor, the children had none. The officers had training, the subject had none. One error, 14 minutes and eight seconds. That's how long the children waited and the teachers waited in rooms 111 to be rescued. And while they waited, the on-seat commander waited for a radio and rifles. Then he waited for shields. Then he waited for SWAT. Lastly, he waited for a key that was never needed. Wow. Whoa. I mean, come on, folks. That's just crazy. That is an, this is one hell of an indictment, folks. And this is coming from one of the top law enforcement officials in the entire state of Texas. Three minutes. They had enough people with enough firepower to take this dude out and they did nothing. My God, could we use some toxic masculinity? Could we use some officers with some steel in their spine? Could they could we use <laughs> somebody with a set of brass ones to just say, hey, let's do let's take this dude out. Right now, we've got the we've got the advantage on all fronts, but nope. And there are parents who are ticked off that the guy didn't do his job. And frankly, no wonder he's lawyered up. This Pete Arredondo, the Uvalde school police chief, this dude is lawyered up because somebody is going to sue him. Somebody is going to demand he lose his job because he lost it. He didn't have a clue. And we had to wait and wait and wait. And that's an indictment from the Texas Department of Public Safety director. Whew. Man, oh man. Now, if nothing is really done for this, I mean, sure, yeah, they're going to uh, tear down the school. They're going to have to do something else for the new school year because it's going to take them too long. But I'll tell you what, as much as I really want to support law enforcement, but if nothing is done to the officers who handcuffed parents and spouses to prevent them from going in to save their kids, to save their spouse. These officers, in my opinion, 
are accessories to some type of criminal negligence. Criminal negligence. Now, I understand they weren't, they're supposed to pr protect and serve, but what happened to the damn kids in the school? What happened to those kids in the school while you waited and the incident commander couldn't pretty much get his head out of his butt? I'm sorry. I'm not going to be nice on this. I'm not. I can't be. Because nine, there are 21 dead people, 19 of them being kids, who are indictments. They are indictments. They are evidence. Evidence of incompetent policing. I'm sorry. I'm not good. I'm, uh, well, I'm sorry, not sorry. I'm trying to be nice. I'm really trying to be nice here. But when you've got this kind of mounting evidence of officers that were there, ready to go, to take this dude out, protect and serve went out the window. It totally went out the window. And frankly, I am disgusted. My faith in law enforcement is severely shaken right now because if something were to happen and I'm involved and they could have actually done something and didn't, I pray the, the blood of those kids and of those two teachers who died will haunt you because you know you could have done something why didn't somebody have enough steel in their spine and enough in testicular fortitude to say, the heck with it, I'm going in? I, those are questions that are going to be asked. And they need to be asked. And they need to be dealt with. The whole freaking police force. And for those officers who detained people and arrested them, you need to be held to account as well because if this thing gets covered up swept under the rug and y'all keep your jobs uh no this will be a miscarriage of justice the likes of which i have not seen in decades so yes the blood of innocence condemns you the blood of innocence condemn you so yeah so for all of you brain-dead swamp creatures and useful idiots for Satan in the Republican Party, uh-uh. No, you're, you need to be done with. You need to be out of office or at least have some decency and resign for this kind of a stupid vote. Because this is not the GOP I belong to. I like the Trump-DeSantis form of Republican Party. Republican Party politics. They are fighters. They are leaders. And frankly, and I'm grateful that neither Rick Scott nor Marco Rubio voted for this nonsense. But there's a lot of red states. You need, your GOPs need to rethink a hell of a lot of this. And I mean a lot of this. Because this is a betrayal that is just unbelievable and difficult for me to wrap my head around 
And if it's difficult for me, it's probably going to be even be more difficult for the people in these states that said, hey, this is not why I voted for you. Hey, this is just it. This is just reality. Now, I don't know what's going to go on. I mean, I'm sure it's going to go through the Senate and apparently the House is going to, uh, because they have their very slim majority, they're going to vote for it before they all get, or at least most of them get booted out of office and turned into really nothing more than just a regional party that really has no national influence anymore. But who knows? But that's in black and rant or in black and right for today, folks. Take care. Thank you so much for listening. Have yourself a great rest of the day. Look forward to talking to y'all tomorrow. And remember, patriots do come in all colors.